Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, October 1st. Today on the show, we have a massive soccer match for Nashville SC on Sunday morning, an actual opportunity for Vanderbilt, an SEC East showdown for Tennessee, but we begin with the Titans-Jets game on Sunday, the injury report from Titans practice, and maybe an unexpected game plan for the Titans offense. The Kingston Group is the name you need to know. BuildKG.com is the website you need to know, because if you live in a home, you probably should be thinking about what the next steps are, what the next big decisions are for that home. How can you maximize your home's value and also create an environment that you love, that you are happy in? And this is what the Kingston Group does, but they don't do it right away. It doesn't happen overnight. You need to plan it, you need to think it through, and you need to have all of the information on the front end, which is where the Kingston Group comes in. It's why they are award-winning, and it's why they've been successful in Nashville for over a decade. You don't just do that by accident. It happens because you have a thoughtful and established process. Trust the process, as Saban would say. The Kingston Group. Before we get into the matchup with the Jets coming up on Sunday at noon in New York, the injury report for the Titans provided some good, bad, and interesting news for the squad. The good news was the return of Taylor Lewan and Roger Saffold to practice along the offensive line on Thursday, and Christian Fulton was back full go at corner. So getting all of those guys back healthy, huge additions for both the offense and the defense. The bad, of course, was the absences. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones obviously were out, and it would probably be a big surprise if either player suited up on Sunday at this point. But also, Bud Dupree and Caleb Farley were still out as well. Which brings us to the interesting. All-world punter Brett Kern did not practice, and the team signed free agent fourth-year punter Johnny Townsend to the active roster on Thursday. Townsend appears to be the starting punter for the Jets game. And has played in exactly one game and punted the ball exactly two times, since his rookie year in 2018, when he played all 16 games for the Raiders. That one game he's played in in the last three seasons was last year for the Baltimore Ravens. So the Titans will not only be short-handed on Sunday by all accounts, but will also be short-footed. I am sorry. So the actual breakdown of this game between the Jets and the Titans is some of the most college football-style analysis you will ever hear for a professional football game. These offensive numbers are like a bad Sunbelt team lining up against an SEC defense. The Jets have not scored a touchdown in eight quarters. They posted just 162 yards in their 26 to nothing loss last weekend to Denver, and rookie quarterback Zach Wilson is now up to seven turnovers in three career games after two more picks in the loss. New York has scored 20 total points in three games, is ranked 30th in both yards and yards per play, and is committing all kinds of penalties. The Titans, meanwhile, are coming off their best defensive showing of the season, holding the Colts to just 16 points and 265 yards last weekend, and we have documented this week on the show this unit's marked improvement on both third-down defense as well as pressuring the quarterback. The Titans opened as a 7.5-point favorite on the road, and the only possible reason that this line has not shot up through the roof is that the Jets' defense has been more than adequate and that the Titans are missing their two superstar wide receivers. Well, that and Ryan Tannehill has not been nearly as efficient as he's been in the past, albeit behind an offensive line that's not exactly helping him much. Every major efficiency metric for the quarterback, completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdown ratio, interception ratio, quarterback rating, and QBR are all the worst of Tannehill's Titans career. Again, it's obviously just three games and behind an offensive line that hasn't protected him particularly well. However, he's still done the most important thing a quarterback in the NFL can do make big throws in the fourth quarter on key drives to win games. And as long as he's doing that, 
Well, that big guy standing behind him in the backfield should be good enough to win this weekend. Derrick Henry has touched the ball 72 times over the last two weeks, and with some major pieces missing from the offense, you can bet he will once again get 25 to 30 touches this weekend as well. Now, how he gets those touches will be fascinating. As I said, the Jets have been more than adequate on defense, giving up just 3.8 yards per carry on the ground, and while I do not ever expect this team to abandon the run, I wouldn't be surprised if Todd Downing and company came out with a little bit more focus on the passing attack than I think maybe fans or Titans Twitter will realize, including targeting Henry, who's caught nine passes in his last two games, which is insane considering he caught only 11 passes in an entire season back in 2017 and averages less than one catch per game for his entire career before the season started. Getting him and tight end Anthony Ferkser, as well as other guys like Chester Rogers and Jeremy McNichols, involved in the short and creative passing game early could be an unexpected way to loosen up that Jets front line. So we have an offense putting up horrifically bad college football type numbers in the Jets and a star tailback putting up video game ridiculous college football type stats in Henry. This seems like a no-brainer. No self-inflicted wounds, turnovers, or bad penalties. Don't ask too much from your wobbly special team situation and patiently, calmly drain the life out of the team, averaging less than seven points per game. It's an NFL game, so I get it. The other team is filled with millionaire professionals too, but this really should not be all that hard. Play mistake-free, disciplined football, and the Titans should return to Nashville on a three-game winning streak. Tennessee and Missouri, the battle for bowl eligibility. I believe that the winner of this game on Saturday will go to a bowl game, and I think the loser will be at home during the holidays. That is what's at stake between Tennessee and Missouri. Missouri, a slight favorite. They're also at home. I think you have to give the edge to the Tigers. Connor Bazelak, their starting quarterback, averaging 300 yards per game, will have an opportunity to take advantage of some problems in the Tennessee pass defense. So I think Missouri's going to score. The question is, can Tennessee keep up? Missouri's defense has been atrocious, giving up 600 yards rushing to Kentucky and Boston College in losses recently. Tennessee with Hendon Hooker and with Jabari Small and with Ty Evans, I, I think they have an opportunity to pick up a lot of yards on the ground. So I want to see Josh Heupel. I know he wants to sling it. I know he wants to go downfield. But but Josh Heupel in Tennessee needs to show me some patience this weekend because I think if they are patient and use the ground game, they will be in this game at the end and it will be extremely close and Tennessee has a chance to win. But I don't think that's the case if you're going to try to go at warp speed, slinging it all over the field. That is not where you can take advantage of Missouri's defensive inefficiencies. Their defensive line is garbage. Go right at it. And I think you're going to have to keep up with them because I think Missouri's going to score. This has the makings of a very strange and very odd game, just like Josh Ward said yesterday on the show. I think we're in for some crazy fluky bounces, some turnovers, some crazy penalties, some bizarre things that are going to happen, and it should be incredibly entertaining. I like Missouri in a close game. I want to see if Tennessee's offensive patience pays off because that is how they can go on the road in Columbia and win and possibly get themselves to bowl eligibility. I talked about on Thursday why the Auburn and LSU train wreck down in Baton Rouge on Saturday night, 8 p.m., is the game I'm probably most interested in in the SEC outside of Tennessee, Missouri this weekend. I just, I, I, Auburn's firing coaches. We have no clue what LSU is. I just can't wait for that game. But the UConn Vandy game on West End on Saturday is fascinating for all the wrong reasons as well. Connecticut is actively watching its program crumble. Meanwhile, Vanderbilt has very few chances to get W's. This is one of the few opportunities that Clark Lee has 
to have a victory. They're a 14-point favorite. UConn is sort of this college football media darling that everyone loves to watch lose. Certainly, if you're a Vanderbilt fan, this is an absolute must-win. Those players, that coaching staff, they need proof of concept. You better get the job done this weekend against a program that might not even have a Division I football team in the next couple of years. After the disappointing draw, of course, on Wednesday evening against Orlando City at home, giving up a late goal in stoppage time to lose two points and taking the draw, Nashville SC is back. Brunch kickoff Sunday, 11 a.m. on the road against New York City FC. This is a second and third place battle in the Eastern Conference. Just a couple of matches, just a month of matches left to go, and this could be an Eastern Conference semifinal preview in the MLS Cup playoffs. So let's see if the boys in gold can get back on track. They had an excellent first 70 minutes against Orlando City, uh, even though the Lions controlled possession on Wednesday, but Nashville had a 2-0 lead and should have finished the drill. Let's see how angry this team is to come out and play an even bigger match, and this time on the road on Sunday. Again, 11 a.m. kickoff, a little preview there before the Titans game. Make sure you're checking out some soccer during a heavy football weekend as well. Did I mention earlier in the show that the 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group and that this is the only name you need to know when considering doing some big work or some big renovations or a custom build on your home? It's because it's the only name you need to know. BuildKG.com is the website. They are locally owned, award-winning, and you can trust their process for a reason because they've been successful in this market taking care of their clients. BuildKG.com is the website. The Kingston Group is the name. All right, every single week on the show about this time on a Friday as we head into the weekend for college football, I will give you my picks against the spread. I bounced back last week, so you're welcome. Four and two on the show. I got a whole lot of them for you here today. In the SEC, I am going to take the under 52, UConn and Vandy, under 52, just have to do it just for the sake of doing it. Uh, I've got Kentucky plus the eight and a half against Florida at home. West Virginia minus seven at home against Texas Tech without Texas Tech without their starting quarterback. Ohio State minus 15 at Rutgers. I think they're going to outscore Rutgers in a big way there. USC minus seven on the road against Colorado. Colorado is not good at football. Michigan plus one on the road against Wisconsin. I think they pulled the upset outright. Iowa on a Friday evening laying three against Maryland. I like the Hawkeyes there and, of course, Boston College plus 16 against the Clemson Tigers. I'm not sure Clemson scores 16 total points the entire game. So Boston College plus the 16 on the road against Clemson. There are my picks against the spread for college football for week five. It should be a spectacular weekend of sports both in college and in the pro game as well as on the soccer field. So lots of stuff to do this weekend. You know the drill. Kick your heels up. Have a cocktail. Have a great time, everybody. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you all for listening. Please share the show. We do appreciate it. Have a great weekend. This has been the 444 Friday, October 1st. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.